0: Proverbs chapter 3 this morning, Proverbs chapter 3, growing up graduates you wondered why mama held on to all those embarrassing pictures and now you know why, they were saving them for graduation so and uh, when y'all will do the same for your children too but it has been a great morning here uh, and I am so thankful for these graduates and I'm thankful for this church honoring them and recognizing them this morning, I think it has been great Uh, And I want y'all to know, graduates, that we lift y'all up and we pray for y'all. And I want to encourage y'all, and this message this morning is a charge uh, to our graduates, to our seniors who are leaving home, going to college, going different places, uh, some of the biggest decisions of their life they're fixing to have to make. And uh, graduates, whether you understand it or not, the decisions that you make the next couple years may affect you your entire life. And so I want you all to understand how important it is right now to keep your relationship with God intact. So many people go to college and they lose everything they have with the Lord. But I want to encourage you, you to hold on to the Lord. Hold on to the biblical things that this church has taught you. Hold on to the things of the Word of God. The Word of God is not a respecter person. So I'm not just talking to the seniors. I think the application here is for every one of us today. So let's stand and let's honor the reading of God's Word. Proverbs chapter 3 and in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all of thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the firstfruits of all of thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word this morning. I pray that you give us understanding of it. I pray that you give me Uh, The power that I need the liberty that I stand in need of Lord this morning to preach your word Lord, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be heard but Lord we need to hear from you this morning These graduates need to hear from you this morning Lord and they need you at this time And everybody in this room Lord, I pray that we would open our hearts so that we can apply this appropriately Lord So that we would be vessels of honor Lord that you would be satisfied with us today Lord, I pray if someone is saved, I pray, Lord, that they'd get saved today. Lord, we've been exalting the seniors, we've been acknowledging them, but Lord, most of all, we exalt your Son Jesus in this place. And Lord, we want Him to be worshipped, we want Him to be exalted high in this place, Lord. And Lord, the the promise of the Scriptures is if that we lift Him up, that He draw all men unto Him. Lord, I pray that be done this morning. To you be all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to speak to you on the subject, a piece of wisdom. A piece of wisdom in the very beginning of the reign of King Solomon. King Solomon is the one who wrote the Proverbs. He's the one that gives us all of these Proverbs and all of these verses are different aspects uh, of life, and Solomon begins to address different aspects of life, and he began to offer a piece of wisdom to every aspect of life, and if you look at the, the book of Proverbs, you would think that Solomon was ADD, because he, he moved from one subject to another subject, but the book of Proverbs is very important because Solomon was one of the wisest men to ever walk upon the face of the earth. If you remember at the very beginning of his ministry, he asked the Lord for more wisdom. He asked the Lord for understanding of heart. He said, God, I'm nervous in being the King of Israel. I'm nervous in the the direction that I'm going to offer the people. I want to know. I want to know the difference in good and evil. I want to give good wisdom to people. And you know what God did? God blessed him. And God answered his prayer and God gave him a wisdom that no man on the face of the earth ever had. And it was so great that he was the wisest man on earth that kings and queens and people from all over the world would come to Solomon and they would come to seek his advice. That's how knowledgeable this man was. But it wasn't just a worldly, secular wisdom. It was a godly wisdom. His wisdom that he had, the knowledge that he had, was inspired by God. May I remind you that this is isn't just a wise man talking. This is a wise man inspired by God of what we're looking at today. And so I want to encourage you to heed these charges. I want to encourage you to apply this piece of wisdom to your life. I want you to notice with me, number one in verse five, he said, Trust in the Lord. I want to encourage you, as you leave this place today, for the rest of your life, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. I want you to go forward from here knowing this, that you can depend on God. God is dependable. Jesus is dependable. For a minute, let's think about the character of God. Let's think about who He is. Let's think about what He can't do. The first thing that comes to my mind is God cannot tell a lie. Everything that God ever told you is true. Every promise He ever made you is true. When everybody else lies, when everybody else lets you down, understand that God cannot and will not let you down. His wisdom is so great that He cannot make a mistake. I want you to know that you will make plenty of mistakes in your life. I've made plenty. I've got a lot more to go. Everybody in this room has made plenty of mistakes. But God never makes a mistake. Isn't that awesome? I can rely on Him because God never messes up. I want you to know that His purpose and His plans are holy. God has everything mapped out for you. I know, I remember when I graduated, I thought I had it all figured out. But as days and time went on, I understood God had it all figured out for me. And I had to trust Him and understand that His ways were perfect. His plans were perfect, and they are holy. I want you to know that His plans for you are unselfish. I want you to know that God knows exactly what He wants for you, and He has placed you there for a reason, and I promise you, you can depend on the Lord. You can trust in the Lord when it comes to your future. I want you to know that His motives are pure. Everything about what He has for you, His motives are pure in in your life. I want you to know that His love is unselfish and unconditional when you think about the character of god you cannot help but to think about the love of god the love of god goes beyond our imagination it goes beyond our comprehension i'll tell you when everything else has let you down and everything else has got you down in life i'll tell you something you can rely on it's the love of god and there's days that nothing else will get me through when the only thing that got me through was the love of my savior jesus christ I want you to know that when you can't rely on anybody else, you can rely on a holy and righteous God. When your parents have let you down, when your friends have let you down, when your college professors have let you down, I want you to know that God is there. You can rely on Him. You're going to go through hard times. You're going to go through bad times. Put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you say, well, preacher, I'm out of college, or I'm going to college, I'm out of high school. All of that church stuff I don't have to do anymore. That's wrong. You need to trust the Lord more today than you ever have before. You need to trust the Lord more tomorrow than you did today. I want to encourage you. I want to charge you to trust in the Lord. You can rely on His Word this morning. He cannot tell a lie. Every promise that we have in the Word of God is the truth. You can rely on it today. His will that He has for your life. I know you thought, well, I want to do this, and I want to do that, and I think I want to go this route, and I think I want to do this. When's the last time you stopped and said, God, what do you want me to do? God, where do you want me to go? God, what do you have for me in my future? Who do you want me to marry? That's important. (laughs) Where do you want me to work? Get where God has planned for you. And it took me a long time to understand that God in all of His majesty and all of His greatness, that little old me, He had a plan for me. And He had a purpose for me. And it took me a long time to get to the understanding that God in all that He is took time to make a plan and a place and a purpose for Josh Llewellyn. And friend, if He's done it for me, He can do it for you. And I promise you, He's got it all mapped out for you. All you got to do is trust Him. Everybody else in this room, let me tell you something. We need to trust in the Lord. Through all the decisions we make, through all the things we have to go through, we need to trust in the Lord. Notice what he said. He said, trust in the Lord with all of thine heart. How, in which part do I trust Him with your heart? What does that mean? I want you to finish the verse here. It says, and lean not in that own understanding. When it doesn't make sense, trust God anyway. When it doesn't make sense up here, when you have the love for the Lord in your heart and you trust Him in your heart, even when it doesn't make sense and nothing adds up, you're still going to trust Him. Well, preacher, I can't trust Him. Man, this fiction to get bad. It doesn't make sense to trust When it doesn't make sense, trust Him anyway. And God's going to see you through. You will see His plan unveil in your life. I want you to look in verse 6. If you're with me, say Amen. Notice number 2 here. He said, in all of thy ways, acknowledge Him. Number one, trust in the Lord. Number two, acknowledge the Lord. It means to know. It means to recognize. In your, in our entire life, in all of its acts, and all of its undertakings, whether spiritual or physical realm, whether it is public or private life, every aspect of our life, we need to acknowledge the Lord. We need to recognize Him in every part of your life. I was guilty at one time in my life that I would allow God to have part in some of my life, but the other part I wouldn't have Him to have His way in. And I would think in my life, I would say, You know what? I don't really need to talk to God about this because that's not really His avenue. Let me tell you something. Everything about you is down the avenue of God. God is interested in everything big or small. How many times we said, well, this is just a small thing. I don't need to acknowledge God in this. I don't need to bring God in this. Whether big or small, you acknowledge the Lord. You recognize Him in your life. You make Him a part of every decision you make. You make Him a part of everything you do. When you get up and you go to school in the morning, you acknowledge Him. You recognize Him. You make Him a part of your life. When you go to class, when you go to work, whatever you do, acknowledge Him. Do not graduate and lose sight of who Jesus Christ is in your life. You keep Him closer tomorrow than you did today. And friend, every single day, recognize, acknowledge the Lord in your life. Every day as I go back and I think about my life, the days that I messed up the most is the days that I failed to acknowledge Him in my life that day. And those days that I failed to acknowledge Him is when I made my worst mistakes. And it's when I made my biggest messes. Acknowledge Him. Recognize Him. Let me tell you something. You know why y'all are here today? Because of Him. Y'all wouldn't have the breath of life if it wasn't for the Lord Jesus. We wouldn't have anything. You know who gives us the wisdom to go to class and make those decisions and make A's on class? It's the Lord. You know who's going to give you the strength to get up and go to work every single day of your life? It's the Lord. Recognize Him. Acknowledge Him in your life. I could not do what I do without Jesus. And I want you to know that I stand here today and I declare, Josh Llewellyn, pastor of Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church, that without Jesus, I would be a failure. I recognize Him and acknowledge that without Him, I can't do anything. And without Him, I can't go forward anymore. We have got to stop and acknowledge Jesus in our life. Don't ever lose sight of who Jesus is. I don't care if you become a millionaire. I don't care if you become a billionaire. Acknowledge Jesus recognize Him every single day of your life. Notice verse 7. He said, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord. So, trust in the Lord, acknowledge the Lord, and fear the Lord. The word fear means a reverence. It means a respect and an awe for the Lord. Now, for lost people, the fear of the Lord is the fear of His judgment. Okay? As saved people, we don't really have to fear God because of what God's going to do to us in the end. Now, we fear Him because He will chasten us. We know that. But the fear for a child of God is more, when I say we fear God, is that we reverence Him. That we have respect for Him. And I want you to think about a verse that is mentioned in Hebrews twelve twenty eight. It says, Wherefore we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, For our God is a consuming fire. You need to fear the Lord in this aspect. That you reverence Him and you respect Him and you are so inspired by who He is that you make Him the center of your life. When you fear God, that means you're putting God number one. When you respect God, when you are showing reverence to God and you are in all of the Lord, that means you are putting Him number one in your life. We need to fear the Lord. Don't ever fear what man will do to you. You fear God. There's going to be a lot of times that you're going to be scared to death of the people around you. You're going to be scared to death of the decisions that you make. Don't be scared. You fear one person and you fear the Lord. And if you fear the Lord, I promise you, then you will trust in Him and and you will go to Him and you will seek His advice. I want you to know today that you need to fear God above all. You know what's wrong with our nation today is we have lost the fear of the Lord in our nation. The the problem with politics, the problem with the things above us, what we think or what they think, is they have no fear of God. They have no fear of the Lord. You know why I'm preaching today? Because I fear the Lord. You know why I serve God today? Because I fear the Lord. You know why I try to stand on Thus saith the Lord? Because I fear the Lord. And there's a reverence, and there's a respect, and there is an awe. Friend, when everybody else is down on you, don't be scared of what man can do to you. You fear the Lord. You respect Him, number one. And I promise you, God is going to take care of it. I love that verse of consuming fire. You need to allow Jesus to consume you. This is something that's going to get you through when nothing else does. Your relationship with Jesus is going to get you through when your relationship with your parents have failed, when your relationship with others have failed, understand this, you need to get so consumed with Jesus that He is the ruler and the King of your life. You need to make Him Lord. I hope and pray you've already called Him Savior, and I think all of you have. You have all made professions of faith. And I'm so thankful that you can call Him Savior, but can you call Him Lord? That means He is leading us He is guiding us. He is directing us. Church, may I ask you, you may have called Him Savior, but can you call Him Lord? Is He consuming you? We ought to be consumed by God today. He is a consuming fire. say, what do you mean I ought to be consumed? I ought to be consumed by His love. That means I ought to be overtaken by His greatness. I ought to be consumed about who He is. I ought to be consumed about what He's done for me. Can somebody amen this morning? We ought to be consumed about what God has done in our life. We ought to be consumed about who He is. We ought to be consumed about our salvation. God has saved us. He's forgiven us. He has redeemed us. We ought to be consumed with that relationship with the Lord. Let me tell you something. It's easy to get consumed with the things of the world. We see all around today, people are consumed with other things. You allow the Lord to consume you. Now, I want you to notice this last thing. If you are with me, say amen. Notice number 9, verse 9 here. He said, Honor the Lord with our substance. Trust the Lord, acknowledge the Lord, fear the Lord. Number 4, Honor the Lord. The word honor means to pay high respect, esteem. It said, Honor the Lord with our substance. That means that we pay our respect, we esteem, we honor Him in everything that we receive. And I'm going to tell you something here right right now as you go forward. You get your whole life ahead of you. We have no idea what's ahead. You don't know what's ahead. And I want you to know this. Whether you make $10,000 a year, $100,000 a year, or a $1 million a year, and you have all the fancies, or you don't have all the fancies, you have a big family, you have a small family, whatever you have in life, you honor the Lord with your substance. You honor Him. You wouldn't be where you're going to be without Him. And I want you to know, church, that we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for the Lord. And all that God has blessed us with, and I think about my three children, I think about my wife, I think about this suit that I have on, and these shoes that I have, and the clothes, and the food, and the money that God has blessed us with. Friend, it's all from the Lord. And I want you to know it can be gone overnight just like that and all that He has done for me, and all that He has done in our life, we must honor Him. And sometimes people get to the place where God has blessed them beyond measure and everything's going so good, they just quit honoring Him. And they quit showing that respect and they quit showing that esteem to the Lord. Let me tell you something. Whether you're a 10,000 heir or a billionaire, give God all the glory with everything that you have. With all of your might, with all of your power, with all of your time and all of your talent and all of your money and your ties and everything, honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Why? Because He's worthy. He is worthy of it. Honor Him. So many people go to church. Y'all listen to me. So many people raised in church. They go to college. Then they quit going to church. It's sad. Y'all going to have that same temptation. Y'all going to have that same decision to make. I remember growing up at Hyde Park. I said, boy, if I never graduate high school, which I didn't think was going to happen. Oh, man, if I'd ever get out of high school, I am leaving West Monroe. I'm leaving this home. I am getting out here, and I will never go to church again now I'm a preacher, so you better be careful what you ask for. Because I thought, man, if I can just get out on my own, I got it all figured out, man, I tell you. And I did a little bit, and I fell flat on my face. And I understood that I had to learn how to trust the Lord in my life. And I had to learn how to honor Him and fear Him and acknowledge Him. You're going to make a lot of mistakes, but you give yourself to God. You trust in Him. You rely on Him and He's going to get you through. Church, may I charge you, may I encourage you today, let's trust the Lord. You say, preacher, I don't know what to do. When you don't know what to do, don't do anything but stop and pray and trust in the Lord. Please acknowledge Him. recognize Him. Please this morning fear Him. Let's allow Him to consume us today. And let's honor the Lord with our substance. I love... The last scripture here, and we're going to be done. It says here in verse nine, honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of all all of thine increase, of all of your increase, you honor the Lord. And it says, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. You know, speakers come in, graduating time, and they give their their formula for success. When I read verse ten, that's success when your barns are filled with plenty and your presses shall burst out new wine, when you honor the Lord with your substance. That's success according to thus saith the Lord. Not the success the world has a picture of, but the success God has. When y'all leave this place, understand this, you want God's blessing to be upon your life. Don't seek the worldly blessing, don't seek the secular blessing, seek the blessing of the Lord. When Daniel went out, when uh, Joseph went out, everything that Joseph did, God put his hand upon it. Whether he was in prison, wherever he was, God blessed the work of his hand. And I love in the, in the verse there where it says that he made his work to prosper. Everything his hand touched prospered because of his trust in the Lord. That's where it starts. You want prosperity, then you start right here. You start right here. I hadn't preached a big salvation sermon, but I'm going to lay this out here. If you're here today and you've never been saved, it's time to be saved this morning. God loved you so much that He sent His only begotten Son to this world to die for you. And I want you to know that you have a Savior in Jesus. You're a sinner and you need to be saved. You cannot do this on your own. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by me. Friend, it's only through Jesus Christ today that you can be saved. Maybe you're here this morning you having issues. And you're struggling in life with decisions. Won't you go to these altars and put your trust in the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. I need you. Won't some of y'all come grab some of these seniors and pray over them this morning? Man, what a future they have ahead. They need their church family more than they've ever needed them before. Maybe you feel compelled this morning just to come grab one and take them to the altar. I want you to do that. Let's stand. If you need to be saved this morning, I want you to do that. Miss Jennifer's gonna play softly, every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Whatever your decision is this morning, let's do that today.